Hello and welcome to Bucket List Board Gamers, the podcast where board gamers come together to talk about board games. This time we're heading back up north to Harrogate to talk about what I think is the best convention in the world. And I've been to at least four. This is Aircon, or perhaps Aircon Prime as we should say, but more on that a little bit later on. With me today, I have the airy Andy Broomhead. Hello, good evening. The fairy Kay Brown. Hello and welcome back up north. And the hairy Nick Welford. Actually, my body is almost completely hairless. It's just my face. Well, that's luckily the face is the majority of what we see, apart from table flipping contest, where we saw a lot more than well, we needed. We'll see how late it gets. And I am Luke Pickles, who some would say is rather Larry, although they would be incredibly wrong. We are joined today by two very special guests. First up, we have a quite literal giant of the convention team, Aircon's founder, organizer, and occasional <laughs> table flipping referee, Mark Cook. Hello. And our other guest has joined us all the way from the Great White North, which could have also been used to describe Harrogate last year. From a soundproof basement, it's Rodney Smith. <laughs> Hello, everybody. You're right. We had some good, a very exciting storm at the start of last year's Aircon. I felt very much at home when I arrived. <laughs> Between that and the poutine. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I was concerned that you guys wouldn't make it up because the snow was really affecting the rails. The whole thing, but yeah, that's that's British weather for you. We can never yeah. guarantee anything, other than it'll be terrible whenever you need to. Do it. <laughs> I so had a word with all... the Met Office the other day. I've called them up and I've said that you know if you could just tone it down it a for bit. a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was they nice. Sent it to... <laughs> they sent it to Rodney to deal with over there. Yeah. It's where, where it belongs. Just leave it there for a bit. So first of all, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Um, it's great to have you. How are you doing? How is everyone? I'm doing great. I, I don't know about the rest of you, but sometimes when you know a convention's coming up, it sort of feels far away in the distance. And, you know, it's, you're, you're not quite excited for it yet. And then it gets a little closer and suddenly that changes. And I feel like getting together today here with you guys, I'm feeling a little bit of that aircon energy coming. You know, that little bit of like, oh, it's going to be here soon. We're all going to be together soon. Uh, that's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm pumped about this. It, it's getting there. We're getting very close. I imagine for you, it also signifies a lot of work being crammed into a very short period, which doesn't help. <laughs> well, listen, maybe a little bit for me, but I'm sure it's much more so for Mark, uh, having <laughs> quite a few more responsibilities uh, than I do uh, as it relates to Aircon. How are you hanging in there, Mark? That's, I mean, it's pretty easy. You just whack a load of tables in the room and charge people. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mark is the most relaxed, chill person I know. Like, I, this is somebody you want in a crisis because he's, you're always so level. I don't know if it's always the case or if that's just how well you are with appearances, but boy, Mark. Yeah, Maybe, I don't know. I think, I think today it's a bit of tiredness as well. I decided I'd try and stay up and watch as much of the Super Bowl as I could last night. I made it, <laughs> okay. I made it to the halftime break, which is about half one, in, about half one in the morning for us, I think. Right. And then I was back up <laughs> at about half five, driving around the country to various different aircon venue so I went over to Telford uh, to visit that one uh, and I was up at our warehouse photographing it took me about two hours to photograph all these charity nominations we've been receiving some from mm. some incredibly generous uh, companies so there was a lot to open because I've not been I normally go about once a week to the warehouse and open stuff up but this was about because I was in Nuremberg last whenever it was like well, last week before uh, so there was a lot of stuff waiting sounds like such a hard cool. paper round mark really does I don't know how you manage it i know it's tough someone's <laughs> got to do it i've just been taking garden waste calls all day unbelievable well <laughs> it could be worse you could have been taking the garden waste itself 
That could have been an option. It would have been preferable. Your <laughs> <laughs> garden waste can't cock back. Is that the uh, main difference? Oh, it's almost a wooden price for some areas. Oh, uh, okay. Oh yeah, and that's there's always someone's fault, but it's not yours. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, Mark, first of all, let's let's go into this. For anyone who doesn't know Aircon at all, which would be interesting depending on our demographic, what's the story behind the convention and how it came to be? Are we coming up to Aircon 9 now? Is that what's happening? Yes. Te- uh, yeah, technically Aircon is the ninth public Aircon. So the first Aircon, we've now called it Aircon Zero, was run in my old flat. My wife was going away for a hen party abroad, and I thought, oh, I'll... I'll run a convention in my house, which I think was actually inspired by Rodney at the time. Had been taught you'd been talking about running a small one in where you live at some point, right. like way back. And I thought, oh, yeah. that could be quite a fun thing to do. I'll do that. And uh, I was looking around at what other conventions are called. Uh, looked at Gen Con in the states, which was laid, named after Lake Geneva, and I was like, oh, what bodies of water are near my house? Um, <laughs> We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Breaking news. The Garden Waste Revolution has begun. We've lost Nick. The hedges have eaten him. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Nick's internet just has suddenly kicked out and he will not be with us for the rest of the podcast, which is a, a mighty big shame because we really wanted to learn more about the garden waste situation. Well, this this adds a whole twist to the episode. Like, who's going next? Who will, who will be the, the final survivor? Yeah, who is the traitor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Werewolf, close your eyes. <laughs> Let's get it all sponsored. Uh, so, Mark, you were telling us all about the uh, aircon to date. The history sure uh yeah so we decided to call it uh, aircon named after the river air not expecting it to actually become a proper thing um <laughs> and then we went to a uk games exhibition it must have been it must have been the 2015 one we've been for a few years but we went to that one had such a great time playing games with people and having loads of fun and we it was myself and ben um, we worked together and we looked around for something else similar and there wasn't really loads happening so we said well should we try and make aircon a proper thing and so we did and so we went for so Air, what is now aircon one and and two actually we held in a church hall which was quite interesting because so the convention could only be friday saturday because obviously the church needed it <laughs> <on> Sunday, <laughs> sure. and and we we'd kind of been around a load of uh local fi- uh, facebook groups local game groups <laughs> and uh uh, as many conventions as we could do, we've been to Essen in the meantime, and we sort of really thought about, well, what do we want from a convention? What do we want to make it about? And we wanted to make it a place where people could come together and play together and make friends and all of that good community stuff. And so that's how we built it. We kind of put all the tables in first, and we, we said we want it to be that if everyone that we plan on coming, so we, I think it was about 100 people for that first one, we said if everyone decides at the same time that they want to sit down and play a game, there's a chair for everyone and that's nice. still how we do the whole plans today so and that's how we build our kind of capacity is if everybody it would be tight and some people might have to sit on laps but <laughs> everyone could sit down at once yeah your your intentions around the convention have certainly shaped i think how that convention feels because that's one of the things i certainly have always enjoyed about it, is it does feel very much like a gaming first convention there's still like dealers and you can go do some shopping there's 
also the, the food's only improved over the years in terms of food options nearby. And still though, there's this kind of core element of I'm coming to play games and mm -hmm. hang out with friends and make new friends. And I think it's been a really good convention for that. It's funny you mentioned about how I had talked many, yes, many years ago about, oh, maybe doing a little convention here in uh, Montague where I live. And it, I started to get a little bit of interest and it scared me. It scared me because I, I realized, wow, it's like now you're responsible for other people's enjoyment, right? They're, if they're gonna, especially if they come traveling a distance or whatever. Mm. So uh, bravo on you for actually following through and getting a good team around you. I have to imagine that makes a big difference, right? Having people you can work with on it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, finding people that have skill sets that sort of I lack. So, you know, Ben's very good at detail and he handles all of our finances and making sure and check for things like volunteers and, uh, and loads of stuff. And, you know, Rick is super up on his tech stuff and always looking for new ways to improve that kind of thing. And it's like a lot of the stuff that you maybe wouldn't notice of like, oh, so like this year, for the last few years, we've had barcodes of, so if you put stuff into the, into the bring and buy, you have a barcode for that. If you go and check games out from the library, you have a barcode for that. And so this year we came up with one barcode to rule them all, which is uh, you're just going to get one barcode. I'm hoping it's going to work now, but one barcode and that will do everything. And so you just you get a barcode as you the first thing that you do, you'll get a barcode and it will work for all the different elements rather than having to be like, oh, which one's this? Oh, that's that mm, one. Yeah, that's mm. that one. And so that's all all the brick stuff. And then uh, Nabil, who is the owner of Traveling Man. Uh, so it's the four of us that are the sort of directors. Uh, Nabil's just obviously been in business and been around the industry for so many years and has so much knowledge and wisdom to share. So, but then beyond that, we have, you know, we have Anne who heads, heads up our volunteer team and does an amazing job of looking after about 50 volunteers, I think we have over the weekend now. And, you know, a whole load of team leaders, including my mum who comes along. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think just having people that we can trust and uh, you can just be like, oh, it's fine. That person's sorting that. And I know I don't have to worry about that. And I think that's really, really good. Yeah, it it really does help make the whole event go when there's everyone's seen from the same hymn sheet and able to cover for each other and do the, the various bits and pieces mm -hmm. they need to, which is, is absolutely fantastic. And as you say, Rodney, it's it's great that it still has that come and play feel. That is what it is. And that's the intention of it all. But you, you did mention, Rodney, about people coming great distances. You are coming from one of the greatest distances across the entire suppose, ocean. Yeah. <laughs> How does a Canadian board game rules teacher come across a convention in Harrogate? Obviously, you and Mark knew each other before this happened, by the sound of it. I, Mark, do you remember, our, like, was our first conversation about Aircon? Or we, we must have talked before then, or, or no? I, I think maybe you did reach out to me, actually, just through yeah. was it an email. I think we'd maybe we'd kind of interacted through the channel yeah. when you used to do some of the more of the table talk yes, stuff. Yes, and, that's right. But the first actual like where we saw each other and spoke was yeah, it was, I, I think I'd emailed you and said, "Oh, we're doing this yeah. convention in Harrogate," and then we had a just had a video call. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things Luke, where when we were just talking about like he, when Mark was telling me about his convention and kind of what his vision was for mm -hmm. it. I don't know. You, you sometimes you get a, a, a I guess we call it a vibe or something. Sure. You know, it just felt like. Oh, I, I like the sound of what is important to Mark. The things he was talking about wasn't things like, we're going to become the biggest convention in the UK. We're going to try to grow and be this big 
you know, massive thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about that at all. The focus was we want to give people a really good fun time. We want to help people maybe find other people to play games with. You know, maybe someone's coming alone. It's their first time at a convention. How can we facilitate them having a good time? Hearing someone talk about those things being their priorities, it was difficult not to feel like, oh, this sounds very much like something that if there's a way to be a part of this, I'd want to be, right? And, and Mark had reached out to see if, if I was interested, and I certainly was, especially hearing that kind of vision for it. And so, um, yeah, so, so when I, this would have been back, I guess, Mark, when I've, I've had different people I was working with at, over the years, but at that point, I think I was kind of on my own at that point. Maybe I had yeah. hosts back then, I'm not sure. But I came over on uh, my own, and uh, I had we had a table set up for me, and I I would uh, teach and play games with folks at the convention, and that was a lot of fun. And run run a few of the the mega games and things like that. That was like the early days of it, right? Yeah, I think it must have been. I think the first one was two thousand eighteen, maybe. Right. Maybe two thousand nineteen. It was around then, yeah. Then. Yeah, and and that first experience was great. There was no question in my mind if I could make it work, I wanted to keep coming back. And Mark mm -hmm. was thankfully and the team there was on board with that. So we've continued to uh, to make it out. And now the Watch and Play team has grown. So there's more of us to be able to uh, fly over there. Uh, Matthew's a little closer. Matthew and our team's a little <laughs> closer than the rest of us, which is kind of nice because when we do have group events, Matthew's usually the one having to make a very yeah, long flight and an unpleasant flight, generally speaking. And uh, this has been, <laughs> it's nice for him to get a break. <laughs> Yeah, he had a he had a he had a big diversion through Texas, didn't he? The last time he came over to you, and that was a yeah. It's nightmare. well, flying is just you know these days it's a little little less pleasant at times, mm. right? So anyway, but worth the trip for sure. And in Kay, you guys have been to aircons in the past. What have been some of your memories of aircons that have gone before? Oh well, there's, a, there's loads, but I do remember the one just before lockdown when I was playing the giant Draftosaurus. And I can remember I'm, um, it was classed as shielder, so I'd lower the system. So everyone was saying, oh, you shouldn't be going to this convention because, you know, this is happening in the world. And I thought of all the people in the world to share this with, it would be get board gamers because they're a considerate about of people, mm. group, well, mm. because of a group of people and so friendly and understanding. So if I was walking around with a mask at a time where nobody wanted to wear a mask, nobody would judge me because everyone's just so nice and I felt really comfortable going there. And I remember playing this huge game of Draftosaurus and there must have been a bottle of alcohol gel because <laughs> I got handed dinosaurs, picked the one I wanted, alcohol gel in my hand, then handed them over again and it went on. <laughs> it must have been the really most elongated game of Draftosaurus that's ever happened. Uh, but everybody was so respectful and considerate and I just thought, yeah. you know, this is the reason why I love this community. And I've had the pleasure of being there as a, a visitor followed by a demoer working on the Bright Eye stand um, and then the following year having my own stand in this year as well. So I've seen it from all the different angles and from every angle, it's absolutely amazing. And the community just grows and everyone's so welcoming. And you do feel like you're returning to meet like a family meeting, like everyone's traveling for a big event, which they are, yeah. but it's like a, an yeah. expanded family and friends and it's absolutely phenomenal and I love its pieces. Wonderful. Yeah, I hear conventions compared to like summer camp a lot of the times, and I think that's accurate. You know, it feels like you are getting to see friends again you don't often get to see maybe, and, and you're going a little bit of a distance, you're traveling, and there's the excitement of that leading up to it for sure. Andy, how about you? This will be my third Aircon plus Aircon West last October, but I think, mm -hmm. Roddy, what you were saying about that kind of ethos of it, I think kind of really stands out for me. And I think I remember the first one was a couple of years ago and we just came for the Sunday 
because kind of we were sort of fairly new into the hobby and we were like is this the right thing for us i'm not quite sure and we had an absolute blast and then like last year we came back for the saturday and the sunday but we kind of live close enough that we could just drive there and back and now this time we're coming up friday after my daughter finishes school there for the weekend cats have been kind of kicked out to a to a friend's i think or something for the weekend and <laughs> yeah i think like you say kind of coming back to meet people that you only maybe can see episodically but it's around the same thing and there's those kind of i don't know traditions that are starting to build which i think is really nice it's fast become kind of one of my most favorite things that i get to do every year um yeah, it's really, really good. That's really cool. I, I remember like in the early days of getting back into the hobby, listening to podcasts, like people might be listening here and, you know, hearing people talk about going to conventions and I had never been to one and it was sort of like this holy grail experience type of thing, right? And um, if, if anyone's listening and, and you haven't been to a convention before, look, there's a cost to it. Obviously there's travel and other things, but if it's something you can make happen, it, it can be a really invigorating. I often hear this from other gamers, like after going to a convention, they when they come from it, they feel invigorated about the hobby even, you know, mm. uh, and like excited to play more games and to, and to make those engagements with their local friends to like continue playing and keeping that experience up. And I, I do think it is quite, quite special when you go to a convention like that. And, and different conventions offer different types of experiences. Like a convention like Gen Con is definitely more about, I would say, the spectacle mm. of, I would even say consumerism a little bit, like all these new releases, there's just tons and tons. You can still play games there, but it's a very different feel. Um, so it's good to know kind of like what you're getting into with, with the convention and make sure it sort of suits what you're looking for from it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think UK Games Expo is very much along that sort of vein as well. Although it comes mm -hmm. in a weird time of the calendar because it feels like it falls just between the sort of the general typical release periods of games. So it's, right. it's a bit of an odd one. But Aircon for me is, is a very special place because the day before the first Aircon they went to, I got engaged to my fiance and we're getting married yes. like in two weeks after Aircon this month, this year. So it's... Uh, <laughs> It's not. We're not. We're not building our calendar around there, Com. No, no. These things just <laughs> it happen. seems like you might be, Luke. <laughs> and just checking: is Mark is Mark officiating the wedding? Is that how it's yeah. happening? Just. To... Well, I was going to get Rodney to do a video for it, and then just have a whole thing going in the background. It would have been a. It would have been a surprise just for anyone. Um, but no, it's. Are you having an Art Nova shaped cake, Luke? Oh, gosh, don't have this wedding day. I want to enjoy Did my cake. Did you really cake. go there? Why, Andy? Why? Um, so, yeah, it's that. I mean, that's. It, there's a lot of wonderful things that happen around Aircon, as you said. There's a lot of traditions are built up around it. So, I guess what what is staying the same? What traditions are carrying over from Aircon's past into Aircon 9, Aircon 24? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it will, if you were there last year, a lot of it will feel familiar. It's the same sort of layout, the same main halls, again, you know, the exhibitors in mm -hmm. that, that front hall, and then kind of gaming and bring a buy and all of that sort of stuff is all in the same place. Um, the food, for the most part, is staying the same. Unless the previous episode, someone was very excited about the pizza. Unfortunately, the, it's a different pizza company but they're still doing the same style of pizza. So hopefully you'll, you'll just have to do a taste test oh. and see. Um, but we were opening up a food, like a big food hall now. So mm. where all the food trucks were, you might have noticed some big roller shutters behind them. One of them is going to be open and in there is a big food hall where you can go and sit and there's some more catering points inside there, you know, pizza and burgers and hot dogs and pie and peas, which I had to go and do a taste test of all them, which was, again, like Nick was saying, Hard it's, a, it's a tough job. Yeah. It's a real tough job. But uh, yeah, um, some Dutch food, which is kind of interesting. 
Like I've been calling it Dutch lekker this whole time, and then I just found out that lekker just means tasty. So I don't know. <laughs> I still do. I'm still none the wiser. But I like be tasty. Dutch stuff. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the other ones are back. You know, poutine and all of that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. so the food is, yeah, still a lot of that will be the same. Um, obviously, watch you play coming back. Yeah, we'll be doing. About... Uh, we'll do, be doing our a strike tournament again, uh, mm-hmm. which is always fun. Looking forward to doing that. And I just got a. So Ben, who finances, I don't want to spoil too much, but he just, I sent him a receipt of something and he went, a paddling pool. I was like, yes. He said, why? I was like, none of your business. So. <laughs> and then two days later, a receipt for a lot of jello and jelly. No. <laughs> no. I don't, I'm not going to say anymore. But it was yeah. the alcohol drop, go the giant draft of Saurus, yeah. obviously. Just <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Stick your hands in it. I've bought tickets, or I've reserved tickets, to see Rosie from Cozy Pool Gamers. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with, I'm really excited about that. She's absolutely fantastic. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to sneak off the stand. I'll get cover and make sure I can come and see her and present. So excited yeah. about that. That sounds like a nice event. That's good to do. It's mm-hmm. uh, Rosie and then Kim Joy um, mm-hmm. doing a seminar on cozy gaming. Which sounds cool. lovely. That's going to be delightful. So again, if that's if that's some of the new stuff that's coming, what else is is new that you can tell us? Yeah, I, I guess the biggest thing is that we've added a new events space, which is mm. it's pretty rad. Like um, it's kind of in between all of the hall, all the main halls downstairs. Um, and if you were stood outside at all, you might have seen the front of it. It's an old Edwardian concert hall, yeah. and so it's just it's pretty spectacular inside. Very regal, uh, yeah. it's a gorgeous theatre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've got that for all the events, and um, it's nice. Like the access is during the daytime; it'll be from the exhibit hall. There's you can get straight into the side of it rather than having to go back outside. Mm-hmm. And then in the evenings you'll be able to get through from the from the gaming hall in Hall A. Um, and so yeah, that that's going to be fun. Some big fun events in there, and we've we're sort of in, invited along a bunch of uh, well-known people that do sort of live shows like Jasper Cartwright from Three Black Halflings and uh, Johnny Coyote and Jolly Boat are coming back in there. So that I think that'll be really fun watching Jolly Boat in there. Um, oh, it's brilliant. That. Yeah. I absolutely love Jolly Boat. I saw them on the return after COVID the first time they did, came back at the UKGE oh, yeah. and almost kind of relearning how to do the stage again. And it was, <laughs> it was organised chaos. <laughs> but you felt like you'd lived the journey with them through pre-COVID, COVID, and they'd come back and like, we're back, but everything's falling to pieces, but it's amazing and everything's great. And then, oh, no. Yeah. No, they're brilliant. Uh, and then uh, uh, people may know that Rodney, in the last, what, probably 18 months or so, you've become a bit of a fan of war games. and then <laughs> Yes, a little bit. Histori- uh-huh. Historical gaming. And then so oh. Rodney introduced us to a very lovely guy called Fred. Um, yeah. And so he designs war games red flag over paris is one that he's got coming out soon that's right and guest of robin hood is his next one coming out which looks yeah. really great um and he, he has a youtube channel and and uh yeah shares a lot about about war games but yeah he he uh he was interested in doing um some scheduled events right around war gaming try to make it them a little more accessible because a lot of the times they war games can be intimidating frankly and and for good reason oftentimes the rule books are not done very well and they're looking to try to lower that barrier if you have a curiosity or interest they're going to try to run some events right yeah, and it's not all just. I think what's interesting is it's not all just war games. So they're going to have right, a proper little right. zone. It's in Hall C, um, intro 
to war gaming and historical gaming and i was kind of looking through and there's some i've played on there like they're doing votes for women which yeah I thought, well, that's that's not a war game but actually it uses a lot of the same mechanics and a lot of Absolutely. the same kind of yeah. card play and stuff so yeah that's going to be exciting we might have some wings of war there as well next to them um, oh, which could be yeah. could be fun and then around that same area is going to be a paint and take um which we've never done before so that's going to be transatlantis games or you know two thin coats duncan roads kind of thing going you go and paint a mini and get to take right. it away for you and it's all free which is fun that's um, really cool yeah it's nice that's, that's a yeah. great way if you've never painted a miniature before because it's like you're with a whole group and they are they going to be doing a, like a little instructional type of thing to give some suggestions or yeah they'll do kind of like one-on-one -on -one, yeah. and so the way they sort of have it so we trialed this at the the manchester event is they kind mm -hmm. of set the tables up in a u shape and they're sort of sat inside yes and they have right. all the stuff set up and they kind of just guide you into that's great into some beginner techniques and oh, i think they've even said that you know they're happy if you already do some painting they're happy for you to come along and they'll sort of right. teach you some next steps some yeah. slap chop or whatever it's called chop slap something like that pork chop painting that sounds like how i paint my minis at least even if that's not the right terminology. <laughs> slap and paint on yeah, yeah. and yeah. they teach me how to do eyes without going yes. <laughs> Yeah. That's the key. What thing. you do is sunglasses. That's just learn <laughs> yeah. how to paint sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <And> then... <laughs> they were very popular in the uh, the grim dark world. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, lots of like I say, a lot of it will probably feel fairly familiar. We didn't want to load too much more change on after because you know, last year was quite a big change from the previous yeah. year. Um, and I think we'll probably sort of stick with that sort of layout. Before you mentioned before that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not just interested in growing and growing and growing. We'll probably actually keep it the same for the next couple of years. And the growth is through the other events instead, because we, we're just, you know, really protective of the community and the, the atmosphere that's kind of built up over the years. So we don't want to go too big and lose that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Even as it's grown, it still has that. There's still it doesn't feel too big. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like too so, so big that you kind of get lost in it, you know. But you have like added more space, as you say. It always feels like if you need to find a table or chair, you'll you'll find one. So that's yeah. it's, it's yeah. good. I, I think that's a, that's a key choice in the venue because if we go to the UK Games Expo again, sort of the easiest point of comparison for a lot of people. The halls there are so vast because they're just they're virtually aircraft hangars. It's just a big, massive space for anyone mm. who hasn't been there. Whereas at Aircon, there is you've still got vastly long rooms, but they are they do feel more compact and a little bit more spread out and all over the place. So you can feel like you're stepping from one place to another, um, as opposed to going, okay, I'm now in this massive. I could park a blimp in here, and I could go next door, and there's another <laughs> airship of board game going on. I don't know where anything is, and it's kind of <laughs> it's huge. Um, but yes. That, that, I think, really does make a real difference. The choice of venue always makes it. And the Harriet Convention Centre is a fantastic venue for that, I think. Yeah, I think what we'd struggle with is if we did want to add any more space now, because the way it is with, it's got the service road kind of splits the venue into two. Yeah. So we're always just trying to figure out, oh, how do we, if we were to add any more halls, how do we actually get, make sure the flow is right and right. you can get people from one room to another without getting too lost. So I, so I went, my wife and I went, in a few a few weeks ago they had the christmas show which apparently is like the biggest christmas show in the uk or something and they used a whole center mm -hmm. like the, every single hall that they have and i was like oh i'd just be interested to see how actually people move around the venue and then i was just kind of walking around thinking man this these people must be sick of christmas by this point like <laughs> you know they do christmas their like their setup starts on something like the third or the fourth of january 
and like <laughs> and it's just like massive displays of Christmas everywhere and then like they're playing Christmas music and it's all of this and the, and the show lasts the setup is like two weeks and then the show lasts for a week I'm like they must get to the end of that and just be like I'm done 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 with Christmas I can confirm that they do I've I, my pre <laughs> before reaching the board gaming world I used to work in in a retail head office in London in the homeware department and I once remember in the middle of May a Christmas tree going flying down the building because they went I just can't stand Christmas anymore and the tree <laughs> wow this faux, this faux pine tree with all decorations just flew down oh, the middle no. of the uh, the office so yes it does as much as I love right. Christmas I am one of the early birds when it comes to Christmas but I think <laughs> if I had more than the time that I had of it I might get a bit sick of it and I used to have to be surrounded by it and I used to be surrounded by winter coats in spring and Christmas trees when it was sunshine <laughs> outside and yeah it's a, it's a surreal world but yes I can confirm they do get really really sick of it <laughs> January, January is too early for Christmas it's definitely too late but it's yeah. definitely really too early <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Ronnie, uh, you said that you're going to be running some events at Aircon yeah. as well as your uh, strike tournaments. What else have you got cooked up with your your compatriots from Watch It Play? So, yeah, we've got three main events. Uh, one's going to be the strike tournament. This is like a really family friendly, but for anyone, whether you got kids or not, we get lots of people usually turn out for this. It's a lot of fun. A strike is a very uh, simple but can be quite dramatic. Gladiators and Arena dice game, which is really fun, and. We do that, and there's usually some prizes and things like that. But again, we try to keep it like on the fun side as opposed to like a mm-hmm. you know, serious tournament. And then um, the uh, I think it's Friday evening. We've got a uh, a game show that uh, Matthew and Paula will be hosting, mm-hmm. and uh, Chaz and I will be there uh, as well. And then on the uh, Saturday, along with the strike tournament, uh, Chaz is organizing a uh, another uh, audience participation event as well for everybody, and and the whole team will be there uh, helping to run that. And then. And this is sort of almost like a return to form in a way, because uh, as I said earlier, like in the early years, I was often just sort of coming to the con and, and hanging out, playing games with people. We're going to have a little bit more time built in for that. So mm-hmm. during the convention, you know, we'll just be hanging out with people uh, and playing games and, and trying to find, you know, uh, ways that we can, uh, you know, I, I'll often try to find if, if they see somebody who's like having trouble finding a table or play a game, you know, try to hook them into something and, and get a game going and, and uh, enjoy it that way. Do you guys find like when you go to a, when you're preparing to go to a convention, a mistake I often make, I don't know if it's a mistake, but I, I immediately start planning. What am I going to play? I'll start thinking, oh, if everything goes well, I'll play this game, that game, this game, that game. Pretty soon I'm packing games. <laughs> Pretty yeah. soon my luggage is full of things. Do you guys tend to do that or do you kind of go more by the seat of your pants? I know, Kay, it sounds like you have a booth you're going to be at, right? And and so that'll probably take up some of your time. But do you make time for, for other things as well or are you able to? I try to. Um I do get very excited. Sell three D printed board gaming upgrades and accessories, and awesome. more, like, yeah. more like universal pieces that everybody can come along, pick up for board gaming, and just take away. And because I love spending time speaking to everybody that I, that I talk to over the internet and seeing them in person, right. I don't tend to leave the stand during the day just purely out of excitement. Because someone will come over, and say, oh, I've bought this from you from this. I say, oh my goodness, it's so nice to meet you, and I genuinely oh, love cool. talking to each and every each of every person. However. I do try and get some gaming in, and my partner's a huge board gamer as well. But I must admit, every year we always pack loads of board games, then spend sure. a, a huge amount of time buying board games, and yeah. then not playing a single one, but then we end up participating in other people's board games. A lot of them, um, last year we played a lot of demo copies and play test copies. So we played a friend's copy of Survive Alive, 
um, which was amazing. They'll be there this year, um, demoing that again. And then a couple of other play testers that were there demoing their games. And that's great because I love getting into the beginning of the board games, which I'm sure mm. you completely empathise with. And just seeing the, the person that's created that board game really throw everything into it and talk about the whole all the bits you wouldn't get normally by picking up a board game and taking it to the table so yeah we do try to make time for it we always make time for jolly boat that's the one thing that is non-negotiable no matter who when what why how jolly boat number one um but yeah um we have made the mistake of carrying games around whereas now we just go with the flow a little bit or try to mm. no board games unless it's like a tiny little game like deep sea adventure or something i can just right. chuck in my handbag i've always got a game in my handbag in case someone says oh do you know what if only we had a game oh well it's funny you should mention it i've got yeah, <laughs> several, yeah. several yeah. pocket-sized ones here so yeah. yeah that's smart you andy do you have like a big list of games you try to play when you go to a con well so at aircon west last year i think there was about yeah. 10 of us in a WhatsApp group, and we all ended up with about 10 games each that we all said we were bringing. Sure. And then I think we all probably bought about 15 each, yeah, and then kind of you carry them around the whole time, and <laughs> yeah, kind of best intentions don't always work out that way. But I think there is a lot that you kind of get really quite excited to play. It's like, oh, I really think this person's going to love this, so I'm going to yeah. make sure I take it. And then you realize it's going to take two hours, and everybody's got like a bit of a not always doesn't always have the attention span for that sort of thing so it sure. tends yeah. to be shorter games i think but yeah definitely i think there's a kind of a, i don't know almost kind of christmasy type excitement i think for <laughs> yeah, yes i'm gonna put all these things in this bag and see how many i can cram into one space and, and <laughs> try and get through as many as i can for me i think i last year last couple of years i've gone with laura so it's been the two of us and we've been able to plan beforehand mm. of like games we want to take and i think last year you and i rodney we we had a conversation beforehand of like let's play arnak on the thursday yes. before you get sort of stuck into things and we had someone else from the watch play discord that wanted to jump in and we we played yep. with them and it it was a great time and i want to be able to try and do more of that this year of like i'm probably going to do it at some point go these are the games i have on my shelves Anyone want to bring anything that I can teach and we can play together and we can you know, focus the time around the people that I'm going to meet there that I can play with? Because at some point I've got to play all of these games because I've said to myself, I'm going to play these all this year. So I need to get them going. Um, that's the dream. That's the, that's, the, that's the goal. I keep buying more, which is my problem. <laughs> it doesn't help. Um, but it's going to be very much a case of, okay, what can I get organized with different people that I can make sure I bring, I'll have a bit of a rotation system. So I, if I play a game one day, I'm not going to play it again the next, unless I, it's small, like Seas Open Paper or something, and I can just throw it in the bag. And then the library is a godsend, because last year I got to try half a dozen different games from the library over the course of the weekend that I was considering buying, and then either went, yeah, I'm going to buy that, or, okay, I've tried it, glad I've tried it, don't need to, and it sort of saved myself a little bit of cash on that one. Um, and then the bring and buy is just there's too many treasures in the bring and buy to not get something, which is a problem and amazing at the same time. Real, yeah, I real think it is smart, like Kay was saying, to have like a couple of small games handy. Mm. That when you get that little pocket of time and someone wants to play something, you you can just sort of break it. Up. I, I usually try to have a con game. I'll call it like one year was Red Seven because it's easy to put mm. in my pocket, very quick to teach. I think this year I might have figured out what game it's going to be. Uh, because this morning, Matthew and I, uh, Matthew also on Watch It Played, and various other things, but we we were playing a game called The Veil to Eternity, which is a game I'm doing a tutorial video for, and I think we both felt like, oh, this is kind of a perfect con game. Quite easy to teach, mm -hmm. interesting decisions to make, plays snappy, like we, we learned and played the game in about an hour and 20, 
And we were, of course, gabbing and socializing during that, sure. right? So I think it's the kind of game that will probably end up on its way to Aircon for those moments when it's like, hey, people looking for a game? I got a quick one. It's good to have that. Last year, Chaz brought Rumble Nation. And oh, has now... That game's so good. He, I, I now hate him for it because it's yeah, completely <laughs> unavailable. To, well, you, Absolutely. It's unavailable anywhere. I'm going yeah. to Japan, I'm going so to good Japan though, right? just to get it. <laughs> I'm going to Japan to get it. But it's so good. It's so much fun. And it's just like, yeah, oh, this, like, oh, let's play this. We played it back to back sort of over the course of an hour. And they went, where can I get this from? Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, he it. ruined me too. I felt yeah. the same frustration. <laughs> and a new version just released. A new printing just came out. Not in English, though. No. So I'll, I'll see thanks, if I can Jazz. smuggle a copy back from Japan for you, and we can uh, we'll, we'll find someone <laughs> to translate it for us. <laughs> Excellent. I think the best piece of advice that I can give to anybody as well is, the, well, is, to, is it again the mind? Do you know the card game where mm -hmm. you don't say yeah, anything? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not one to open with with a group of people. It can be quite uncomfortable. <laughs> oh gosh, and, yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I've made my partner once made that mistake. We had some um, new board gaming friends, and we were in a group, but we're not really got very established beforehand they tried to play the mind there was a lot of uncomfortable staring and um, I can remember turning around with someone just eyes burning in the back of my head just I could feel them and I was like oh yes this is really uncomfortable maybe we should try this at the end of the night when we've got to know each other a little bit better. Well, Kay you bring up a really good point I mean I think that's when you're thinking about going to a con especially if you end up going to end up playing with strangers think picking games is always important at the best of times even with your friends but with strangers I think it's all the more important like you said, like if, if you get a group of people sat down and you don't really know them very well, I personally, my recommendation would be to not break out the three-hour game. It would mm -hmm. be to do an icebreaker style game and just make sure the group's kind of gelling and working. And if it's not, then people can bail very comfortably without being stuck in a three-hour game. But if it works out really great and everyone's like really vibing and gelling together, it's like then you might introduce the, the bigger game. Or the mind, like you said, is a very certain type of social game. And you're right, it could create discomfort. There was a game um, we played, I think, last year. I'm trying to think what it was called now. I'm forgetting. Oh, it's, it's a very like fast, frenetic game, like a high-stress pressure game. And those can be kind of fun. But again, if the people at the table aren't into that style, it's mm -hmm. a very specific style, then you're potentially making someone very uncomfortable, you know? So I think, yeah, that's a, that's a good tip, I think, Kay, is to think about who, who, how well you know these people and are we playing something kind of neutral and easy to start? I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Sounds a bit like you're describing my that's not a hat experience there, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. Yeah, like a memory style game, again, can be you're playing with fire a little bit if you introduce that to a stranger maybe, right? I think my first experience of that was I didn't quite hear all the rules because I was getting a drink and then we just started playing and I was yeah. like... That is a problem at Aircon, though, to be honest, because there's like lots of great beverages around, too. <laughs> it's a problem. It's yeah. also a big perk. <laughs> yeah. Mark, how about you? What, what do you tend to do when you're... Obviously, you're working, effectively, for the vast majority mm. of the time there, or at the very least, you're on call. So how do mm. you deal with the situation of, I'd quite like to play a game. I can't necessarily commit to a, a Twilight yeah, yeah. Imperium for the next eight hours because... I might have to go and deal with someone literally on right. fire. Yeah, sure. I, I suppose for Aircon Prime, we don't really game now, like during the during the convention mm -hmm. hours. We still try and do something at some point. And if you end up staying in Harrogate on Sunday night, you might see us in the bar playing a game. <laughs> we played Dorf Romantic. Mm -hmm. We'd usually try and play one that we'll pick and play. Dorf Romantic was 
the perfect choice because we were just right. all, yeah, our yeah. brains were melting out our ears. So it was just, oh, <laughs> put this tile down. I can do that. Yeah, cool. yeah. AC West was kind of different because it was, you know, obviously a lot smaller. And so we just sort of had a word with, it was Martin and I and Rick with their maybe organizing that. And we just had a word with a couple of people said, we'll have to sit down and game, but you just got to know that at any point we might have to go off and deal with yeah. something. And, um, just made sure people knew where to find us. So, but um, yeah. But in general, I I was kind of I would probably be a bit like hey, where I'd, I'd kind of have a look through things that were going on, and I would kind of pick out maybe a few things. But I would never commit too much to it. I'd kind of have it in my calendar or whatever. And if, <laughs> if I didn't make it because I was doing something else fun, I, I didn't beat myself up too much about it. Like no. I remember we played a huge game of Battlestar Galactica once, and I even missed an event that I paid for. But I was just having so much fun, and we were playing till like <laughs> two in the morning. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I suppose that's that's always a great blast. And you, I think it's probably time to address the elephants that you keep mentioning, which is the expansions <laughs> of Aircon Prime that keep that you're releasing now and developing out to the public. But twenty twenty three releases are now uh, coming. Yeah, yeah. their next evolution, I guess. Um, Aircon West and Northwest. You want to tell us a little bit about those? So we had actually been looking at running an event in Manchester pre-COVID, and then obviously COVID happened, and we, we were in conversations already with the venue that we've ended up using. And so we thought, oh, well, we'll kind of knock it on the head for a little while. And then Tabletop Gaming Live announced that they were moving to Manchester just after lockdown. So we were like, oh, well, Manchester's not going to happen. That's totally fine. And then Martin Poole, who he works for Backer Kit, I'm good friends with him, he... He had run an event just for a few friends. He had basically, it sounded like he had back, he had a backlog of games that he needed to get played. And he was like, kind of, I'll invite a few friends. He'd got a room in a local hotel and it ended up being about 100 people or whatever. And it's called Pool Party, which... That's good. That was my uh, little contribution. Uh, (laughs) That sounds like (laughs) you. All these themes of water for some reason. Um, So... I went and even and... bought a kiddie pool for this aircon. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you definitely have a theme. Yeah, I'm trying to see the pieces like fall coming together now. It's like there's more clues being dropped as we go along. He's a yeah. mermaid. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I went along to that and uh, I had a lot of fun and it was, you know, had the same sort of feeling and pretty chilled out. And the venue was like right in the middle of Telford, which is you know, decent sized town. So, and Martin sort of said, well, I'm, I'm not really, I was never really interested in running a convention myself, but I think there might be something here. Do you fancy making an, uh, an aircon event? And so I was like, oh yeah, we, we're kind of looking at another event anyway. So this seems like it'd be a good fit. And then it was literally a couple of days, I think two or three days after we'd signed the contract for the hotel, uh, for, for the last event. Tabletop Gaming Live announced that they weren't running again. As we were like, oh, scramble and like, let's get in and, uh, we'll do a Manchester event as well. Uh, so it was all pretty, pretty wild and a bit of a busy year. But, you know, we've run them all once now and and we're we're happy. And, uh, yeah, what we're trying to do is they, they are smaller versions of Aircon mm-hmm. and we're trying to sort of keep the, the same kind of feeling and the, the ethos behind it is very similar. You know, like we, we planned open gaming first and then the other stuff goes around it. But we're trying to also do some different stuff as well. So they'll have some, like, slightly different events or... Um, you know, they don't all have a bring and buy. We tried it. We did a, a tabletop sale in Manchester um, with uh, Telford. We didn't do anything this year because it was just in the hotel. But mm-hmm. we're we're looking at 
potentially moving venue into a slightly larger venue and we're, we're potentially exploring the option of doing like an auction maybe or something like that i don't know we're looking at lots of different things so they're not just you know clo- direct clones of each other they're all slightly yeah. different have yeah, yeah. different things going on but you know we were we did a lot of work looking at different venues and, and things you know like you're saying that the venue is so important and i think yeah for all of these like they're all quite central to some kind of town so they're not like way out in the sticks right. somewhere or out just next to an airport you know there's a lot of stuff going on you can go and explore the town you can use it as a base to i mean a lot of people end up using harry the you know where they come to aircon prime they'll like tack on a week after or before to go and do some touristy stuff and because uh, it's a really lovely area to be in and that's kind of the same with the other two so yeah that's that's the way we're going we haven't got any more planned for now like i promise like that's well eventually you're going to run out of compass points <laughs> yeah, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> like, west right. northwest north northeast uh... <laughs> yeah yeah to come uh, south that's the that's the thing coming to the sort of the middle yeah let's further south into the midlands a bit further down there yeah we've, we we were you know we have kind of looked around the country that the, the main problem we have in the uk is venues like mm. all, you know like when we we went to harrogate and that was a great venue because it had the smaller halls and you can kind of expand into it a lot of places they like kind of have these really cool venues but they're way out so it's really hard for people to get to like even yeah. on public transport or whatever you, you end up having to get a bus or a taxi or whatever and then there's no hotels nearby and so there just seems to be a real dearth in the sort of certainly southwest of any kind of venues that are really really suitable that you know frank from city, game, uh, city of games he ran a convention down there for a couple of years and just ran out of space immediately and was like, yeah. oh, there's, there's nowhere to go. And so he stopped running his event because he felt really bad at having to turn people away. And so it's a shame. So, But it's kind of funny, you know, if you go to Germany, it's, I think what they do is that the cities that are not that interesting from a tourist point of view, they kind of put these amazing convention centers in. So you go to Essen. Essen itself, is it's a fine town. Like, it's, you know, it's not a bad town. It's just you maybe wouldn't choose to go there if you weren't there for some kind of festival but they have this amazing convention center and then you kind of go to nuremberg and that's kind of similar like like i kind of get confused between the two cities like i'm like which one is this again oh yeah that's the one with that burger place and that's the one with that burger place but again it's got this incredible convention center that's like right in the heart of the city and so i was there yeah for the nuremberg toy fair and which is wild like you know if you think essen is big for board games nuremberg for toys is ridiculous it's kind of a weird though it's just a trade show and so you have all these people in kind of business attire going around doing business meetings but then you still have like chase from paw patrol going walking around you know the mascot kind of going <laughs> and like like there's a whole hall just full of balloons and things like that with all these people doing business meetings in the middle of it all it's really wild it's good fun <laughs> absolutely bizarre but it's it just serves to show what a healthy state the hobby is in and <laughs> Fun is being more of a, a profitable business, I think, because yeah, yeah. we've only got so long, we've got to enjoy ourselves. So fun time is to be had by all. Definitely. Looking at the time, I think we're probably going to start running out of it soon. I know some of us have got to dash off, but uh, is there anything else anyone would like to say about Aircon or the upcoming event or the future of Aircon or anything that, any last final thoughts before we go away? Well, I'll just say if anyone's listening to this and they're, they've, you know, they're on the fence about whether or not to come, I would say go for it. Come, come to Aircon. If you've never been to a convention before, I just don't think you'll be disappointed by the experience. I think mm-hmm. it's a perfect convention for new people. And if you're a veteran con goer, again, it's it's if you like to play games, this is this is where you want to come because it's just going to be a lot of game playing to be had and events and different things and great food, good drinks and and like Mark said, it's kind of nice because 
the uh, surrounding area, yeah, there's like lots of little places to go off to if you want to go to a restaurant. And it does feel like a lived-in community. <laughs> like, as you mentioned at the beginning, we had that big dumping of snow. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the next day, like there's like families out and sledding on the hills and stuff, right? As I'm walking to the con, it was like really fun and 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 cozy and yeah. So it's it's a it's definitely a convention to, to check out. So I would recommend, and I'd love to see you there, and maybe get a chance to play some games with folks. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a good one. And even if you don't have uh, the opportunity to go to Telford, uh, sorry, go up to Harrogate this time, you've at least got the opportunity to go to Telford in right, you know, October, or you can go up to Manchester in August-ish time, whenever the uh, other conventions are going on. So keep an eye out for those on the aircon social medias of when the other events are coming to a city vaguely near you. <laughs> Unless you're in the South, in which case, travel. <laughs> Or, or build a convention center. Or build yes. a convention center. <laughs> we, did, we did that in Birmingham, and it hasn't made it that much more interesting, but, you know, it's there. <laughs> so I guess it is time for us to put the lid back onto the box and to say thank you to our panel for them to tell us where you can find them. First, we'll come to Mark. So everywhere pretty much is Aircon, A-I-R-E-C-O-N. Probably easiest just to Google it. It'll probably come up because no one else is silly enough to name anything that <laughs> after a river <laughs> yeah rodney uh, i'm covering the same same boat watch it played if you google that you'll probably find something to do with either our youtube channel or social media platforms and all that sort of thing so andy uh yeah you can find me on instagram at for senseless okay you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Geekimikopsidi Printing. And this year, you'll find me at Aircon in Hall M on Stall B27. Nice. I'm really looking forward to seeing you all. As much as the risk it is giving out your physical location for a particular time, but that's where she's going to be if you want to find her and get some 3D printing. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been Luke Pickles, the Game Master for the Game Emporium, where friends and I play board games and D&D, generally just chit-chat about board games. Until next time, thank you very much for listening to the Bucket List Board Gamers. We hope we'll see you at Aircon. There'll be links in the description below for where you can get tickets, find out some more information about the event, and just have a whole heck of fun uh, a weekend that is focused on board gaming. So hopefully we'll see you there. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.